Well, welcome to the Heidi Ruscio podcast, where you'll hear compelling stories of female leaders, creators, and innovators. I'm Heidi, and today we're going to be talking with Jessica Ross. She is a fashion blogger. She's a mom of two, and she went to fashion school in L.A., graduated. She had her dreams all set. And then those were kind of derailed when something really major happened in her life. And the good news is, though, there is a happy ending and you'll hear all about that. But before we hear from Jessica, I wanted to share something that I kind of got out and wanted to share a personal story. Um, What I got out of the podcast and a lesson that I learned too along the way. Because a lot of times when we think about our dreams or goals, uh, there are things that can happen that derail that. And it can end up causing bitterness, resentfulness, um, make us depressed, even apathetic when we feel like we're almost forced to give in or to give up something. Well, for me, that happened with radio. I was so laser-focused that radio was what I wanted to do, and my ultimate goal was to be a co-host on a morning show. Now, I had been kind of part of an afternoon show and a morning show, but never like a main co-host, and I really wanted to have more freedom and ability to help create the show than what I had before. I was at 104.7 The Fish. A lot of you that are in Atlanta know about that radio station. I was there for years, and things were really falling into place. You know, I worked really hard to get where I was, and then things totally shifted. We got a new boss, and everything just kind of fell apart. I was given less responsibility, actually taken away a lot of responsibility, a lot of creative freedom, and it just felt like so out of control as far as, you know, I'd worked so hard for something and then things happened that weren't in my control that felt like they were derailing my dream. And maybe you felt like that as well. And then things started actually happening because I started getting job offers from San Diego and Boston. And these are great job opportunities. The problem about that was is that I had a husband, a brand new husband, in fact, Mike Stout, who worked in radio as well. He was at The Fish, and he was working full-time there. And he also was pursuing acting, which Atlanta was such a great and is such a great place for acting. And so when I came to him with these job offers, he said, well, Heidi, I I can't move from here. I don't want to move from here. And it was kind of devastating because I thought this may be the end of my dream. Like, I I feel so stuck here. I don't know what else to do. And so after a while, he was the one that said, okay, listen, this is obviously is not working out. You're just miserable here. So I think you need to quit and continue to do voiceover and acting on the side. So I did, but I really struggled a little bit with some depression through all that and resentment from Mike because I thought I had opportunity to continue on with my dream, but because of things that weren't necessarily, you know, in my control or because I decided to choose my marriage over the career, that just felt like, well, that's the end of my dream. And I really, really did struggle. But I will say, I'm going to fast forward to today because there are so many days that I wake up and I think I am so grateful that I'm not still in radio because what that whole derailment did was it didn't tamper my dream, but it actually gave my dream wings. And so 
I think that that's what you're going to hear from Jessica today. Her story is really inspiring, and I hope that it inspires you, whether you feel like a dream has been derailed or you just feel a little stagnant. So let's go ahead and talk to Jessica and hear more from her. I'm so glad that you're here. I have to tell you guys that Jessica has helped me (laughs) so much in my fashion since following her because she does all these great try-ons, which, hello, I do not have time to go and try on things. And so the things that Jessica tries on, I'm like, oh, yes. Okay, great. That looks good. Totally love that. And then she provides a link. So I'm actually wearing a shirt that Jessica told me to buy, and I absolutely love it. So um, Jessica, thank you you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Okay. So let's rewind. Okay. You went out to California yes. with dreams of going into fashion. You went to yes. fashion school. Yes. And what were you what were you planning to do once you got out of fashion school? Um so <laughs> I had tried to go to fashion school forever, but my parents were gung-ho about me not moving to California because it's, I mean, I knew nobody there. Yeah. So finally convinced them after I had been in a major here I didn't like, worked some odd jobs. Finally at 23, I was like, all right, it's my time. So my goal was just to get my fashion degree and then kind of go from there. I thought about moving to New York. Um, there weren't a ton of clothing companies based in California, but I found um, Monique Lillier. Um, she designs really high-end wedding gowns, runway dresses, some beautiful clothing. So I started working in her production department after I uh, graduated from school. And it sounds like really cool and glamorous, yeah. but it was basically like a sweatshop. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so I did a lot with um, like the pattern makers, um, ordering trims for dresses, that kind of stuff. It was a great job, and I loved it, but it was... <laughs> It, it sounds, sounds kind of grueling. I mean, it like was, it was grueling. Yeah, it, it was a it was a grind. It was a hustle, but wow. it was really satisfying at the end of the day to see all this hard work into these beautiful gowns mm-hmm. that I had helped create, and that was what I wanted. Yeah. And so yeah, it was it was really hard work, but it was very rewarding at the end of the yeah. day. What would have been your ultimate dream that at that point? Like <sighs> if somebody just came to you with a magic box and said, here, open it. This and is a million dollars, my <laughs> yeah. own clothing line. <laughs> that would have been my dream come okay. true. Um, I just knew that that would have cost a lot of money. And I was really scared to take that money and then not know if it was going to work. Mm. Um, I didn't want to fail. So I knew I could go work somewhere like Monique Lillier that – is already an established brand and I could still be creative, but not have to have the worry of, oh my gosh, what if I lose a million dollars or something, you know, something like that. Um, It would still be awesome to have my own clothing line one day, but that's a very far, far dream. So you're out in California and then something happened family-wise that kind of put your dreams on hold. Yeah. I'm from Atlanta. I grew Mm -hmm. up here. Um, My, I had met my husband in California and we got married. We'd been married a couple years and I was at work at Monique and um, my dad had been sick 
He was having some heart problems. The heart conditions kind of run in the family. He was young, though, uh, 54, and he'd had heart surgery. The surgery went fine. I got a call from my husband, and he was in the car. And I was like, that's really weird. He's supposed to be at work. And he was like, hey, something's wrong with your dad. I'm coming to get you. And I was like, uh, okay. And like three seconds later, he called me back, and my dad had passed. So what happened was my dad had had open heart surgery. The surgery went great. And then the next day, he got a blood clot. And it killed him immediately. So he didn't even die from anything heart-related, which was what the problem was. It was the blood clot. I was pregnant at the time. I was 22 weeks pregnant with my first, with our first kid. We talked about it. And then once my dad passed, my parents had been married like 35 years. I was like, I need to be with my mom. Mm -hmm. So I actually moved back pregnant, left my husband in California because he wasn't sure what he was going to do with the job. I literally walked out of my job that day and I never went back. Like, that was it. They knew. Oh, my goodness, Yeah. So I went to the air. We got my stuff, went to the airport, and then I wound up flying back to help my husband, like, pack up our condo. We sold our condo. We found a house to rent in Georgia. He was here for 24 hours. So we we found a house to rent. It was just a whirlwind. So he finally moved. He drove across the country, and he came back and met me, and I was about 32 or 33 weeks pregnant when he came back, and we've been here since. That was, like, um... A little over six years ago because my son is six now. So at that point, what did you think about your future in fashion? I kind of, I mean, to be honest, I kind of thought it was done. I kind of felt like that was going to be my focus at that time. A part of me was just like a little bit crushed because I'd finally got my dream. Sorry, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I finally got my dream job and I just walked out, you know, yeah. like it was hard. So mm-hmm. um, I was okay with it. I was sad because of all that was going on with my family and, you know, it was just a lot. So, but I, I just kind of put all that energy into being a mom, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was okay with it. I, it was hard because I had my son so quickly after my dad passed that I kind of just put that on the back burner dealing with that. Mm. Um, so I had my son, he was, I think two and I got pregnant again with my daughter and at that time I felt like I had a pretty good grip on like how to be a mom and this kind of stuff I still was kind of missing like the adult interaction but then we had another like family tragedy and my sister passed oh my god um I have I have three sisters one biological and two adopted the two adopted sisters we've we had had since they were very very young um so they I they were never any was never any different they had some issues um with addiction and that kind of stuff their mom struggled with that my second to youngest sister was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and um she went and completed a treatment program she was doing so well and she got in contact with a friend that was a bad news and did a drug and it she did it one time and it killed her mm-hmm. um so that was when i was pregnant with my daughter Wow. So I know I have a frog. You're pregnancies. like, okay, this I've, is yeah, it. We are no not, no more no yeah, kids. We are definitely not having any more babies because I cannot have any more family tragedies. <laughs> right. So we are definitely done with kids. Um, so when that happened, I was just like, you know, I need to do something for me. Like I had talked to my husband about starting a blog. I had seen other women doing it. And I was like, you know, I really think I could do it. It seems like it might be a lot of work, but the kids are, you know, five and I think one or something at this point. They're not baby baby anymore. So I kept talking to my husband about it and 
Christmas 2017. Yeah, Christmas 2017. Um, we were exchanging gifts, and um, I had told him exactly what I wanted the website to be, what I wanted it to look like, all this stuff, and I just hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was opening my stocking, and he had put, like, a website address in my stocking, and he was like, go grab your computer and type this in, and I was like, all right. So I typed it in, and this website came up, and it was KinseyandCoco.com, and he had wow. made my entire blog. He had even gone as far to write a blog post, like pretending to be me and like <laughs> what I would say. Um, he did the logo, like the, he did everything. Oh my god! So he was like, okay, I, you've been talking about this forever. Now here it is yeah. and do with it what, what you think you should do. Wow. So <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> But what a gift because so many times that first jump off that oh, ledge yeah. is the scariest, yes, right? Because he, he just knew, did it for you. He knew I would never do it. He mm-hmm. knew I would talk about it forever and then I would regret not doing it five years down the road. Yeah. So he was like, here, I'm I'm giving you this gift. Now you you do it. Wow. You can do the rest. I started it. Now you do the rest. All the ladies listening are like, <laughs> hold on, pause. I'm going to rewind where, this and play this where for do my we partner. Find one right. of those. <laughs> I mean, it's true. He he really did give me a gift. He just believed in me. Mm-hmm. And I he's believed in me since I've met him. He's mm-hmm. always pushed me to, you know, follow my dreams and I I am so thankful that he pushed me to do this because mm-hmm. I I wouldn't have done it. And he knew that. I was scared of the people on the internet and what people might say or the other moms for judging me for doing something that was, you know. Right. It can be hard. Sure. And people can be judgmental. So I was worried about, at the end of the day, my number one job is still to be a mom. So I didn't want to put that on the back burner ever. So I, I wanted my kids to always know that they're my number one priority, even though mommy still does this on the side. Right. So it took me a couple weeks and I finally wrote my first blog post January 2018. And you have been going ever since. Yeah. And Jessica, I mean, I've been able to witness your growth over the year and it's just been amazing. It's one of those things where I feel like when you finally land too on the thing that you were mm. created to to do, yeah. it just works. Yeah. And Every, you know, like I already said, but every post that you do, every Insta story, that is such a gift to other people. Yeah. And and I'm so grateful that you're doing this now. I really Thank am because I think you do a really great job. Thank you so much. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the blog and what you've learned okay. over the years. You said, okay, I know that starting a blog probably is not that easy. So what do yes. you feel like has been the hardest thing for you? Um, the hardest thing. It can be a couple if you want. (laughs) Okay, so the hardest thing is sitting down and actually writing out a blog post, Mm -hmm. and it is time-consuming. I would say the hardest thing for me has been how to manage my time Mm -hmm. because I I do have two kids that are now, like, in baseball and dance, and, you know, I have to feed them and bathe them and make (laughs) them go to school, and, you know, it's a – it's a lot to figure out how to manage my time. And then there's things like with the blog that I want to do, like social things where I feel like I do need to go to these things to interact with other people that are in the same field and put myself out there. And, you know, that's I feel like how you grow is by putting yourself out there. So there's mm-hmm. things like that that I need to do. So I would say definitely time management has been probably one of the hardest things for me to be able to learn this past year because – I'm, I will be the first to admit I'm still not great at it. It, There are times where things have slipped through the crack and I've forgotten something or (laughs) 
not a kid yet, thank God, <laughs> but I feel like we might get there one yeah. day. <laughs> Every parent has, right, oh at my some gosh. point. I'm like, one of these days I'm going to forget to pick somebody up at yeah. school. But if you don't, then th- when they grow up, they don't have a good story to tell. Yeah, exactly. So really, it's... My mom left me at school when I was exactly. six. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. He, he won't be too scarred for <laughs> no. life, hopefully. <laughs> That's been really hard. I would say figuring out what people really like and really don't like because they're I would say my fashion sense is not like super I don't want to say normal but it's not like I feel like I dress maybe a little bit different than most moms Mm -hmm. um I don't I don't want to say it's weird but it's a little bit different yeah um so eclectic yes maybe maybe, yes I would say (laughs) figuring out what the audience that follows me likes and doesn't like um, has been a little bit challenging because I know my fashion sense, but I also have to make sure that's accessible to the people that are following me. Right. I don't yeah. want to be so out there that it's not something that they're going to like. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, I totally know what you mean. Do you feel like asking people on social media has helped mm. the the best? Or it, has there been something that you feel like you've gotten a glimmer of what people do want? The thing I get the most, and I have straight up asked people, why do you follow me? What do you like about? And I, nine times out of 10, people will say that I'm relatable. And I'm like, like, I didn't really think I was that relatable, but that is what, because I guess I'm not out there, you know, shopping at like Gucci or Prada or, Mm -hmm. and I mean, uh, that's great if you can do that. Right. I am not in a financial situation where that is my life, Mm -hmm. but if you can, cool, but that... I think that that is why people do like following me because, you know, I shop at places where it's attainable. I'll go. I just bought three bathing suits at Target the other day. You know what I mean? It's 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 accessible fashion. It's easy for a mom. It's not something that they're going to have to think too hard about. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is easy for people to relate to me because I'm a mom and I have mom struggles and I still have, you know, there's still days where it's not easy. Yeah. But I think people like to see that. They they don't want to see this perfectly curated life because that's not it's real. Not real. Yeah, for sure. Well, um speaking <laughs> speaking of relatable <laughs> You just got back from New York Fashion Week. Oh, yeah. That's so, super relatable of me. I know. But that must have been just a pinnacle of it, it really your blogging was. career. Okay. So this happened. This is not normal. Okay. So this happened because I had developed a relationship with Toyota. Um, I met a um, one of the PR people from Toyota at a conference. And I had worked with them on a previous campaign um, and come to find out Toyota owns Lexus and Lexus sponsors New York Fashion Week. So it was like all the cards just fell in my lap for this to work out. I knew the PR lady at Lexus. Um, She was like, come to Fashion Week. And I was like, really? Come to Fashion Week? For real? And she was like, yeah, we have tickets. We can do dinner. We can do this. And I was like, oh, I can't say no to this. Yeah, absolutely. I have literally dreamed about going to New York Fashion Week as long as I can possibly remember. I've never been to a runway show. I... I mean, I always wanted to do this. So when they said come, I was like, I'm going. Yeah. I'm, I'm for sure going. So they took me to see the Bachelor Mishka show, the Tadashi Soji show. I got to dress up like a princess and <laughs> go in a Lexus. And I'm, it was it was incredible. And I I felt a little weird doing it almost because I was like, I don't deserve this. But my husband kept saying, yes, you do. You've worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have literally dreamed about this for as long as I've known you. You 
more than deserve this. And it is still relatable, Jessica, because it's like that is your Cinderella moment. Yes. You know, <laughs> you are that person that this has been a dream and you're realizing it and and people get to see that through yeah. you and it's inspiring. And it was really cool because a lot of the people that follow me knew that, you know, mm-hmm. this was like a big moment for me. And they would message me and say that they were so happy for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were they were like, you're so in your element right now. Yeah. You can just like I, I just felt like I was glowing. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy. No, but <laughs> no, it's so anybody can relate to that. Of finally achieving something that they've wished for for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I really because when I worked for Monique, they did runway shows and I just I was probably never going to get to go that was something that the designers did and I would see them go every season and I was like gosh that would be so cool I just Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine sitting there like watching clothing come down the runway that it was just a surreal experience Mm -hmm. it really was Okay, so based on what you saw even during Fashion Week, what do you feel like are just some really good staple items that we should have in our closet for the warmer months that are coming up? Easy to do, uh, but also look fun and trendy. Yeah, there was a ton of like neon stuff, which I was like, oh, okay. It was a lot, not particularly something I would wear normally, but I was like, okay, I could probably do that with like a more muted a, t- a, top, a neon top with some muted pants or shorts or yeah. something not – I mean, they had, like, full neon outfits. Oh. Not my team. <laughs> but, I mean, I could work with neon probably. Yeah. The the things that I love in the summer are I will spend my money on a good pair of denim shorts. Like, last year, I splurged and I bought some designer denim shorts. Yeah. I don't splurge on a ton of things, but if it's something like that, like, that I'm going to wear forever – I'll splurge on it. That, a good pair of sandals. I bought my first Tory Burch sandals last summer. That's the kind of stuff that I wear during the summer. I, it's hot in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> And is. I am not, I am trying to wear as little as possible and still be modest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm obsessed with Madewell. This is no secret if you follow me on Instagram. <laughs> um, and Madewell just launched a swimmer line. Oh. I'm so excited. I ordered three bathing suits from them this morning. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I love everything they do. Okay. It's conservative, but it's still trendy, but it's pieces that you could wear forever. Forever, yeah. Like their Timeless. jeans. Yeah. I have have had their jeans for years. Mm-hmm. So I love them. So I'm very excited about their swim they have. And I am going to try them all on. <laughs> I can't wait. For us on <laughs> yes, Instagram, yes. right? Because that's Looking what she like does. so normal in a bathing suit on Instagram <laughs> stories. Oh my gosh. So awkward. Yeah, that's got to be tough. The most awkward thing ever <laughs> to be in a bathing suit on the internet for thousands of people to see. But again, relatable because that takes a lot of courage. Oh, that's why <laughs> I like, go to Orange Theory all the time. Yeah, yeah. Better her try on that bathing suit than oh. me. This is great. If you had like a fashion philosophy, if it could be summed up, in a short little phrase, what would that be? Wear what makes you happy. I like to get up in the morning and, I mean, you might be having, like, a bad day. And, I mean, this is so silly, but, like, an outfit can really make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like, put on something that's going to make you happy or change your mood or, you know, don't follow what everybody else is doing and do do you. I mean, whatever it is that makes you happy, if it's – something that you think is crazy if it makes you happy it doesn't matter I mean I I try to 
you know, look at the trends and see what's popular and that kind of stuff. But also at the end of the day, like if it's not for me, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Like you should do what makes you happy. Yeah. And that's been my philosophy forever. Great. I love that. Jessica, if people want to be able to follow you, and yes. um, especially with the trions, y'all, it's really good. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I'm serious. I'm like, especially when you do them on the weekends, because that's time I have to go online and mm-hmm. to, you know, shop or whatever. Then I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> you just did all my work for me. And I you know, really moms love trions. Yeah. Because they hate yeah. taking their kids to a fitting oh, room. Oh, I can imagine. I oh can my imagine. gosh, it's the worst. Yeah. And I, I sacrifice, guys. I do it for you. <laughs> I take my three-year-old in a fitting room. Take one for the team. Oh, but they, they, I get more messages from moms like, thank yeah. you for doing that. I yes. hate taking my kids. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So how can people follow okay. you? Okay. Um, so I am on Instagram. My name is Jessica S. Ross. And then my blog is KinseyandCoco.com, which is Kinsey McKenzie and Mackenzie couldn't say Colton's name, so she called him Coco. Oh, that's so, so cute. And we'll have all those links, too, in the show notes below awesome. this. So if you if you want to quickly get over there, then you can do that um, via those hyperlinks. And um, if you want to hear more from Jessica, then you can shoot on over to the Heidi Show YouTube page, because we're going to still kind of talk a little bit after this, but we're going to wrap it up for here on the podcast. And thank you again, Jessica, thank for joining us. Thank you so much us. for really having me. You're so it. sweet. <laughs>